This is the 99 Black Podcast. What's up? My name is Wes, and I'm here with Connor. Hey, guys. And this is the 99 Black Podcast, where we are equipping Christians to be the black sheep of culture. I'm still waiting for you to say that one day instead of me. I'll definitely <laughs> try to make that a priority. Connor, you're going to do these intros one day. One day. You, I think you did the outro on the last episode. So Yeah. Very good. You know I what? just went for it. This is discipleship. Yep. This is where... This is all leading up to me just teaching you how to do an intro and outro and nothing else. It all led up to being the best podcaster you could be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had no idea. Hey, so we've been talking about the Sermon on the Mount because we're just kind of rolling through the Gospels, like we said, recapping a little bit. And uh, what did we talk about last week? Um, Let's see. We talked about the law. Ah, right, yeah, and that was actually, I enjoyed that episode a lot. I went back and listened to it, mm-hmm. and I, you know, we put social media clips um, on TikTok and Instagram, and I go back and listen to the episode after we're done to be like, hey, what's a usable clip? And I had to stop listening to the episode because I was learning so much from the discussion. That we <laughs> <laughs> you were learning from yourself. Yeah, because when we're having this discussion, we know it's being recorded, right? Yeah. So there's always that in the back of your mind. And because of that, you know, you don't always remember exactly what you said. So we were going back and listening to it. And I was like kind of getting lost. I actually had to stop listening to it because I needed a moment where where I could focus a little bit better because I was like, oh, I'm, that's yeah. A, yeah, that was good. I like I'm, You were uh, casually listening instead yeah. of focusing on the task. Yeah. So you know what that means. It means that, we're doing something that right. That means we're professionals. We're professionals Unpaid now. professionals. Yes, sir. I think professionals is when you get paid. So. When you, what is it? Like if you do something without getting paid and you love it, you'll, I don't know, it's some expression. You'll that never old, work a day in your life. Something old people a, say. I think we're putting like four different sayings <laughs> together. Just a uh, 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 saying sandwich right there. Yeah. Just, so we've been talking about the Sermon on the Mount, and we talked about the law last week, which was, uh, you know, the law has been fulfilled through Christ. Uh, it's really good news that mm-hmm. we don't have to follow a set of rules, but we will, we will follow a set list of rules, uh, but with a different motivation. And when we fall away from following the things that God has put in place, guess what? God's grace abounds. And that's what we really learn through Christ is that he shows us grace. Um, we put our trust in him that we can't fulfill. We can't achieve salvation. Mm-hmm. Salvation is achieved through him. He's blessed us with a gift through our faith and our trust in that gift. And we're saved. Yep. And when we fall short of the law, which we will, which you will, I will, you know, we will do that. Um, that doesn't take our salvation away. But uh, it's God. God's going to give us grace during that. So that's really good news about the law, and yeah. um, that's what we talked about last week. This week, you know what? I'm ticked. <laughs> Why I'm, are you so I'm mad? mad. You angry? I'm, dude. I'm so angry right now. <laughs> I'm so angry. Why are you angry, Wes? Tell us. Well, probably because I literally clocked out ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, and for those who don't know, we are at Wes's house right now. At what? Uh, it it's is nine, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Nine p.m. on a on a Wednesday on a Wednesday night. Yeah, we don't record these live, folks. I know yeah. a lot of you. I know a lot of you are upset that when the episode comes out at four a.m. on a Tuesday, you're like, "Man, they sure did get up early yeah. to record this thing." No. Well, that shows you that the grind never stops, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that also life happens. Yeah. And I'm already 
So I, elaborate I like, a little I, bit. I have more. like uh, I probably have like ten or eleven hours of overtime so far this week, which is a blessing. And we're only three days into the work week. So it's been a busy week, but I'm blessed. I'm, yeah. I'm not stressed. I'm blessed. But I knew we had this episode coming up, so I'm like, we better get to it. So I'm not really angry, but that is our topic today is anger. And uh, I want to get right into it. So we've been in Matthew, mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 5, uh, verses 21 through 26, kind of talk about this. I really want to expound on verses 21 through 24 mostly, and we can hit 25 and 26 if if we get there, if you want to. Absolutely. Um, is there anything you want to say before we kind of dive into the passage? Um, I think this is a topic that's very taboo for a lot of Christians. Um, and I was, ex- when we talked about it, you know, behind the scenes, I was like, I'm really excited because I think this is something that a lot of people either take to heart confidently and they use it as an excuse mm. to <laughs> um, justify things that they've done. And then on the other hand, I think a lot of people are scared to even venture into potentially being angry and then they feel like, oh, I can't be angry at all and we'll get into that later. So there's like this two extremes, you know, it's always the pendulum swings left or right and it's always the highest point. Um, I, I feel like this is just a topic that really doesn't get discussed uh, in the most most healthy manner. Now, people are angry all the time now. Oh, yeah. So I did some statistics and... Um, one is that the Bible mentions, talks about anger about 200 plus times, mm-hmm. like 212, 216, around that number. And then that 50% of Christian therapists have stated that the people that they are, um, their patients, 50% of them are um, like they deal with anger. Like they don't know how to manage anger well uh, and they see a lot of damage and a lot of repercussions of anger. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're going to talk about how, you know, kind of following off the law, how Jesus addresses this and um, kind of addresses the audience about anger. But then also we, we can talk about it a little bit more in detail, um, how it's okay as a Christian to be angry in the in the right manner and in the right situation or will we because i think i might have a i might have well, a disagreement is, with you okay there. but so i'm i've read this book called unoffendable and um it's going to kind of give a different take um and i won't give it i won't give it away yet but the he kind of used a working definition of like anger comes from people being offended being offended by other people being offended by their situations being offended by God, like, yeah. because things aren't working out the way that you want them to work out. I mean, you see that? Yeah, I see that. I'm 100%. trying to think of a scenario where you would get angry because things were going your way. Yeah. Right. So when something's not, so that ties into some selfishness, does it not? 100%. So anger points to selfishness. Anger is tied to being offended. In America, we are offended. Like, Republican, Democrat, whatever, left, right, you know, everyone's offended at the other side, at other people, and then what happens? They get angry. They get on the internet. They start typing things, and they're like, I'm angry because I'm offended that you have said something that I don't like. Yeah. And so that's where I think a lot of this comes from. So in this book, Unoffendable, it talks about how to not be offended because, um, and it's going to talk about anger being the product of when you get offended. Um, and he starts out, so I've read this book one and a half times. So I've read it all the way through and then started reading again. 
because um, it's called Unoffendable. It's by Brant Hansen. It's on Amazon or whatever for like ten bucks. Um, it's a really good read. I, as I read it, like the voice in my head, like as you're reading it, it felt like my own voice. So he has lots of similar personality like yeah. things that he says to me. So like I really related to the book. And at the time when it came across my desk or whatever, like I had asked somebody, was a good book for me because I have high expectations of people, and I kept getting like frustrated and mad because. No one meets my expectations. We talk about this all the time where, you know, if you're like a really hard worker, you're always on time, you're always going above and beyond, don't you expect other people to be like that? Oh, yeah. And when they're not, which they're not, like that's actually rare, right? It's Mm -hmm. rare to be that on top of things, type A and everything. So when they're not, you get angry, you get frustrated. And so I was dealing with constantly being let down by people and trying to figure out how do I assess this? So... A friend of mine named Lanny. Hey, Lanny, if you're listening. And uh, she, she's a counselor, and she recommended this book. And it's all to help process through, hey, I'm angry. I'm frustrated. People aren't meeting my expectation. And he's like, hey, well, you just don't need to be offended. And that's kind of one thing that um, I hope to maybe get into a little bit more. He starts the book, though, and he mentions Ephesians 4.26. And so I don't know if... If in looking over any of your notes, if Ephesians four twenty six stuck out, but what he points out as we're going to talk about difference of opinion that you, me and you may have had an understanding on anger. So the message translation is trash. If you read the message translation, you're reading <laughs> trash. Do not read the message translation, and I'm going to point out one reason here because in this book, this is the uh, New Century Version versus the Message. Okay. Uh, Ephesians 4.26, when you are angry, do not sin, and be sure to stop being angry before the end of the day. That's That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's saying, hey, if you're angry, don't sin while you're angry. And you, you really shouldn't be angry at all, And but make sure you're not angry by the end of the day. Like, we're, we're that. Here's the message translation. Go ahead and be angry. Really? You do well to be angry. But don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. Whoa. Now tell me if that's the same verse. No. Do not read the message translation, <laughs> okay? It is trash. Um, all right, so beyond understanding that some translations are very legitimate and some are trash, like message and passion and different things like that, the Bible says don't be angry. So we're like on board with that, right, for the most part. I mean, there's some discussions on righteous anger which uh, I do want to talk about. Don't let me, don't let me go over Don't let me pass that subject. Yeah. But, um, I think, uh, it'd be good for us to read. What does Jesus say in the sermon on the Mount about anger? So you ready? I'm gonna read these, uh, Matthew five, let's see, 21. I'll read 21 through 24. It says I'm in the ESV. I know you have an NLT. Mm -hmm. Uh, the ESV is a little more familiar, uh, and some specific words I'll talk about here. It says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder. And whoever murders will be liable to judgment. Uh, Verse 22. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And then verse 25 and 26, 
kind of say come to terms quickly with your accuser, and and that kind of ends with that. Yeah. So, verse 21, I just wrote out little notes after each verse, and let's track it that way. Sure. And then um, jump in with anything else that you think of as, you know, that you got. So, verse 21, it says, you have heard it said, and then verse 22 says, but I say. Yeah. All right. So, Jesus is saying that, just like the law, where, like, you've been hearing, follow the 613 laws, but I say, I'm about to tell you something different. Yeah. Uh, So, this is a really good thing to pay attention to as someone, if you are in listening to this right now and you're not a, um, you're kind of a novice reader of the Bible. Like you don't read that much or you're just trying to figure out you're our target <clears throat> audience. By yeah. The way. You're our target <laughs> audience. But when it's said, when Jesus starts off saying like you have heard or so you've heard it said, like he's quoting scripture, like he, or he's quote, he's referencing right, what yeah. the Jewish people would have known. Um, and you could find scripture to back that up. What you need to recognize is when Jesus says, but I say, this really does speak just so outside of the topic of anger to Jesus's authority in this, right? So like nobody has ever been able to say, I know this law says this, but I say this mm, and yeah. this is this stands for itself. Yeah, because that's kind of proclaiming that you have authority. Yes. You have more authority than what has been said already. Well, yeah, which would which would fall into, you know, he's given this sermon on the mount and he's not talking um he's not giving a oh, well, you know, you've heard this and like let's dive into that. Like Jesus is making a statement that like but I say this and it is essentially like the law isn't good enough anymore. Like it goes deeper than that and it goes into your heart. So I just wanted someone to like, obviously pick up on that. But I say like Jesus wasn't coming here as like a rebellion, like a rebel or like, you know, just some deranged man. Like you, you, you didn't get to just say that. Um, and so for him to speak that, that in that way, it just shows another point of who Jesus is. Um, being the son of God and that he was on a mission uh, to fulfill what had been written, you know, thousands of years yeah, ago. Yeah, so he's going to say, you've heard yeah. that uh, you shouldn't murder, okay? And everybody's like, yeah, duh. Duh. Yeah, like, 100%. I like understand one of the that. Commandments. Of course, this guy, yeah, I, we like Jesus, right? Yeah. Uh, but I say that anyone who is angry with his brother basically commits murder in his heart. That's what yeah. he's saying. So Jesus takes it completely to the next level. You've heard it said that murder is wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, when you have anger, you are murdering in your heart because you're. It's like premeditated murder. Yeah, it's you've had the premeditation that I am going to uh, feel a way towards you. Yeah, in a way that's not godly. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like their law permitted murder, but it didn't permit hatred. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Jesus was really tying into. The Pharisees were, you know, obviously it was a dead given oh, murder that we're talking about, but like hatred was on the table for them. Yeah, because it wasn't technically there wasn't a law spoken about that. Right. Um, it and, didn't say thou shalt not be. Yeah. Not be angry or whatever. Yeah, so. and like so, you know, mer- like we obviously know as Christians and as believers, like just 
you should refrain from murder, please. But it's like, absolutely, it's not sufficient enough. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a heart thing. It's because <laughs> when there is a murder committed, mm-hmm. think about premeditated murder. We're not talking about all the nuances that in the American legal system of manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Premeditated murder, what happens? Someone's angry. Oh, yeah. So because the murder is the effect. The result. The result. And the cause was the anger. The root of it right. is the anger. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so Jesus is getting to the, the root of the issue, saying that if you are angry, it is the same the same root, the same process that goes on into murdering somebody, anger comes first. And yeah. I'm telling you to not be angry. And, man, like I said earlier, like anger is nothing new to us. And Jesus is saying, listen, it's all about your heart. It is all about the way that you process your relationship with me. It's all about the way that you process your relationship with other people. And it's not just the actions. It's not just that list of rules or list of laws that you've seen. It is your actions and it is your motives. I think that's the important word to yeah. say there. It's your motives behind all of it. So he's saying that you've heard it said don't murder. I'm saying if you're angry with somebody, that's the same as murder. A lot of people don't like that. There's a, you know who Ray Comfort is? Mm-mm. Ray Comfort, you've probably seen him. He's got He's like a New Zealand guy. Um, he has kind of accent and he's like, Hey, let me tell you about the, I can't do accents. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we like, know let this. Let me man. tell you about the 10, co- he, 10 commandments. He's like, are you a good person? And everybody's like, yeah. And he's like, uh, have you ever hated anybody? And they're like, um, yeah. And he's like, well, have you ever, um, lusted? And we're going to get to that I oh, think yeah. next week. He's like, have you ever lusted? And he, they're like, yeah. He's like, so you're telling me you're a murderous adulterer because that's what scripture says. If you, you know, Murder is the same as anger. Lust is the same as adultery. Yeah. And so God looks at the heart, and that's a scary... You should be a little worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> if God doesn't just look at the actions, he looks at the heart. And so um, you can look like you have it all together in front of everybody, like that you're you're 100% right um, because you're following the laws. Oh, I go to church every Sunday, and I don't say any cuss words, but the motives of your heart, what are they? That's oh, what's yeah. gonna. That's what's gonna be the real judgment is gonna come upon you, um, and th- there's this line in in verse 22. I used to give Cassie the hardest time about this because she would always be driving, get a little bit of road rage, and she'd say, "Oh, you fool!" I'm like, Cassie, it says you'll be liable to the hell, uh, <laughs> the fires of hell, if you call your brother a fool. Why does it say that? Because it's the motivation. It's the uh, putting yourself above and calling someone stupid, or I yeah. think the NLT calls it an idiot. Yeah, it, it calls it an idiot. It says uh, that actually the Aramaic term would have been reka. Uh, yeah, I remember. It, I heard this. Which enough. basically means like uh, empty head, uh, like empty head. Yeah. That would have been the term. The empty headed numb skull, <laughs> you know? And yeah. it's, what is, what is that? That is... Not treating your brother or sister as man. Well, you're uh, you're it's, devaluating them. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, they're devalued immensely. Yeah. Um, and we do that in our culture. That's something we're we're really yeah. we devalue, we dehumanize people. And when we look at, let's say, I look at the way that you sin. Now I've dehumanized you because th- that's not the way that that's not the sin that I struggle with. 
So your sin's worse because I've dehumanized you in so many different ways. And I'm saying, I'm not looking at your story. I'm not looking at um, what God's doing in your life. I'm just casting an assumption on you. I'm casting a judgment on you. And we know that there's no judgment but God's. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. Um, I mean, it just, honestly, you know, we could split this. We could split it, it, it all different ways. But just knowing for the the listeners that um, this is when you, like, if you really want to understand, um, is Christ working within me? Am I, am I really, is my relation, like, obviously we talked, we've talked about in previous episodes, is my relationship with God where it should be? Are you reading? Are you praying? Are you in prayer? Are you are you thirsting and hungering over his word and like that relationship, right? We talked about that in the last episode, but if you want to know if the Holy spirit is working within you, if you really want to know, like you're, you like you, um, like things are being brought to your attention, that you'll, you'll start evaluating your heart and it will constantly be on your mind. Like that is one thing I felt like when I realized like, Oh wow, like this is real things that I had never thought about, never was on my radar, um, never was like re- revealed to me, honestly. Like it, when I started really reading and then you start seeing your heart and like you said that, like that should scare you a little bit. Yeah. It was like on my mind 24 seven. Like I remember giving you numerous calls and being like, dude, like I suck today. Like I'm just terrible. Mm-hmm. And you're like, welcome to realizing you're a sinner and you yeah. need a savior. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, this is a thing is like, you're just not going to be able to, um, it's not surface level. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like a relationship with Christ is not surface level. Like it's, it's, it's your heart. It's your soul. It's everything within you. Right. Um, and so that's, I, I think that's just the real takeaway for me is like, yeah, I could give you the the Greek translation and or the Hebrew yeah. translation, but that is well, it's something everybody can relate to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, one of my favorite verses, and this became my favorite, one of my favorites because of my own issues. Uh, I used to work with this group of guys who, uh, not followers of Jesus, and like you come in to work in the morning, and they're just kind of antagonizing you and just kind and causing a quick reaction out of you type thing. And um, they would rile me up, make me feel angry, and I started praying for like a year. I would pray this every morning I went to work. God, help me be slow to speak, slow to get angry, quick yeah. to listen. Uh, tonight, before I put my kids in the bed, what did I do? I prayed over them, let them be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to get angry. Why? Because two little girls that aren't even 10 years old know how to get angry, yeah. Know how to bite back real fast. Know how to, don't know how to uh, be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how to be slow to speak. And they don't realize the repercussions. I mean, actually, I know grown adults that don't even know the right. repercussions of the yeah. things that lead from their anger. But um, we were just talking about the root. Like, you know, for a believer, um, if you, you could cut, you can cut the limbs away as much as you want. But if you don't find the root within your heart, it's going to resurface. Like, it's going to come back. And so that's another thing I kind of wanted to touch in on is that, like, um, you, you got to dive deeper. I mean, like, it, like if I can only express that enough, dig deeper within yourself and realize, like, 
evaluate my heart, God, and like bring to the surface what I need to work on. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk to you about this. So I know that we had already kind of mentioned about anger, where we might disagree or where we will agree. Um, and I kind of wanted to take a big focus on that just before I start, because I have other questions about the scripture at the end, is my personal opinion. I, was, I guess I'll tell my personal opinion first, and mm-hmm. then you tell me what you think. I think that one thing that's super damaging for Christians today, you know, when you when you have the Holy Spirit within you, when you're a Christian, like, you know, how it says, like, we have a peace about us that's just, like, could be almost unsettling. Or we should, we should have a peace. We should have a right. peace. Yeah, like, it, it's not it, common. It's not common, but, like, you know, we have that as believers. Um, I think sometimes what can be so damaging to us is that we have that peace, um, but that doesn't mean being passive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, um, in my personal opinion, that Christians aren't bothered by what and are not being righteously angry. And I'm using, I know that's, I don't like that term cause I don't want it to make me sound like I'm better than someone mm-hmm. or like I'm right. I'm better than all, you know, almighty, like, Oh, I'm righteous. Like, but like righteous anger in my sense is that I don't, I feel like sometimes like Christians today aren't looking at what ang- gets got, like what angers God mm-hmm. where like, you know, um, worshiping other idols, like you will, you know, it's like no other gods before me. Like I'm, you know, I'm a jealous God. And like, there was things that the, the people of Israel in the old Testament were doing that were angering God. Um, and then, you know, you see in the new Testament where, uh, Jesus with the, how he had seen how the Jews were defiling the temple and like, and making a mockery of his father's house. Like he was angry. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, I think the only person that could be angry and it be righteous would be Jesus. And I'm not, and I'm not yeah. saying like, we're, that, that's kind of where I wanted to jump in. Righteous anger can only be done by someone who is righteous, yes. which is Jesus. So people, people use the Jesus turning the tables and, um, whatever passage that is where Jesus turns the tables and the temples actually, we pass it, but it happens. Yeah. Again. We, we had talked a, a good point on that. Yeah. Um, and Jesus can do that because God, only God is righteous. Yeah. And only God can have righteous anger. Jesus is God. So therefore he can have anger for 100. his, because he's holy. We are not. And this is where I, I hear people I hear still, I still hear people say this and I disagree with them. They might disagree with me. I don't think we can have righteous anger I, because I don't think we're capable of being fully righteous. No. We can have, um, we can be upset about things, but I don't see how we can be righteously uh, angry. And it's the same way as this. And it's said in this that book I mentioned. Um, God says that vengeance is mine, right? Can we mm-hmm. have? Can we have righteous vengeance? Uh, vengeance? No. no. Like vengeance belongs to God, right? Yeah. And the ang- ang- holy righteous anger can only belong to God. So we cannot be angry. Okay. You know, um, because all you have to do, I, I got this ESV um, like giant study Bible pulled up, and the Lord is slow to anger. And uh, it talks about his wrath is cruel. Anger is overwhelming in, in these different passages in Isaiah. Uh Angry, um, the Lord being allowed to be angry 
but then humanity, do not be angry. Like, so. Okay, so let me pause you right there. Go ahead. My, I think this is with my point about what's damaging to the church right now is that we have a a heresy, a false um, teaching of uh, that's not. It's not even scripture. It's not even Christ mm-hmm. anymore. You know, it's just it's off the wall theology bad theology, to be honest, that is misleading a lot of people. Maybe the wrong word is angry. Yeah, uh, and I, and you I, know, think, I think that's is, part of it. Is that something? So I this is kind of where I'm at, where I think that we see this and you have the one side that's like, you should be angry and you, and, mm-hmm. and like, I'm going to stand up with picket fence, uh, with like, you know, billboards and signs. And I'm going to, you know, God hates every, you know, everybody that's not a white American or, or is not a patriotic this. And then that's extreme. And that's terrible. Like, no, that's not Jesus at all. And then you have the other side. It's like, Oh, well, passive, passive. Oh, we should love everybody. We should do this. And like sin no, is up here, for the here's, imagination. Here's what I would say about that. Okay. You should not be angry. You should be holy. Mm. If you're being holy, you won't be angry. You'll be set apart. Guess what? People are more turned on to God if they see you living out a holy and righteous life, a holy, righteous activity. They're not attracted to God by your anger. I cannot think of a single time where someone was like, gosh, they were so <laughs> angry towards me, and I just love Jesus now. Yeah. Like it's, It just doesn't work that way. But here's one thing that I do know. We like being angry. Yeah. And we like being justified. We like being right. It's our flesh. Yeah, and because we like being angry, we will find a way to phrase our walk with Christ in a way where we can target other people to use our um, our opinions in an angry manner. Yeah, like our self-righteous justification. Right. And what do you always hear? Those Christians, they're, they think they're better than everybody. True. And that's because... Instead of being set apart, we're just being angry at people. Um, Yes, we are to love people. And sometimes loving people means saying hard things. Telling them the truth. And what we've had, we had Carmen in here. My small group will tell you, like lots of people that know me will tell you, what does Wes do? He says things that are hard to hear, but out of love. Okay? You know, that's... I believe that's the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to be honest. You're supposed supposed to tell people the truth in love. Um, I love my kids, so I don't let them play in the street. Yeah, I'm not being a meanie head. I'm <laughs> I'm being a good, loving father. Yeah. And so, if you want to win people for Christ, first of all, you need to get your act together. True. You need to stop looking for everyone else's sin because one of the biggest things that we tend to do within our Christian circles is that we put a hierarchy of sins. These sins are way worse than the sins I'm doing. That's for sure. I can guarantee you whatever that person over there is doing is way worse than the sin that I'm doing. I mean, like I know that I can't stop looking at porn every night on my phone, but at least I'm not gay. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) So that that is the so what someone's that's, else's that's sexual what, that's what we're putting forward. We're yeah. saying your sin is worse than mine, even and, though they're both sexual sins. Yeah, it's and like, then we're oh. trying to win people over. Yeah, with anger, we are not called to be angry. 
we are called to be loving mm-hmm. and we are called to be holy. So, all right, we'll just, we'll do it like this. Cause that's very good points. And my pretty much agree with you. Mm-hmm. I, and I felt like that was kind of where it's at. Um, what do you say to the listener that is in the mindset of, I mean, cause I deal with it sometimes. I'm like, dude, like the world is falling apart. The church is being completely corrupted by mm-hmm. this false teaching of, um, we like even to the point that we are many gods. Like it's just yeah. ridiculous mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. What do you tell the? How do you take, um, take stance without letting your anger get out of here? Like, what is the 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 statement to make or the the one line the the three sentence advice on how to handle this. I don't kind of try what to. We're doing. I don't try to fix uh, other people's marriages if mine's falling apart, right? Mm. So I don't try to tell people how to teach. I don't try to tell people how to live unless I'm pursuing the correct way. Do to not teach. judge pursu- until, <laughs> unless you're yeah. willing to be judged yeah. by the same marriage. You know that's and that that's what that passage says is, and I I think that's we're going to get to that soon. Um, where we don't judge others unless it's by the same standard that we're judging ourselves, you know, yeah. because the goal is uh, for all of us to be, you know, made right with God, yeah. you know, for us to reflect his goodness. Yeah. And so we can't, you know, we can't get hung up on, on seeing what other people are doing. So I can't focus so much on what I, other people are doing and not focus on what I'm doing. And I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah. And I'm not ignoring that, yes, there are false teachers out there, and they should be addressed. But you might not be the one to address them. Mm. You might not be the mature one. You might not be able to do that. But I guarantee you someone out there is. What you need to be doing is saying, God, what have you called me to do? And I can guarantee you that everybody that's getting angry every day, look at, the, look at everything around me. I can guarantee you those people are not fervently praying, spending lots of time in prayer to God, asking for guidance and direction. What you'll find is, thank you, Lord, for this food. I pray that this cheeseburger nourishes me for my body. To serve your kingdom. To serve your kingdom. <laughs> and now I'm going to go out and be angry that the world is living the way they are. The world is going to be the world. You yeah. are supposed to be the one that is set apart. You are supposed to be the black sheep. And if you will focus on yourself, Everyone else, it'll be like they'll be like a blurry background because you know what to expect from the world, and we don't have any power over who gets saved. True, but we do have the the command and the ability to be able to pray for other people. So if you find yourself constantly being distracted by everyone around you just living in sin, live your live the truth. Don't live your truth. Live the truth of God out in your own life. That is attractive if you're actually doing it. That mm-hmm. is one thing to note. The world will be attracted to your life and your lifestyle if you are a nice, loving person. The salt and the light. Right, exactly. So do what you're called to do. Be praying about what you're called to do. And, you know, if your job is to, you see, uh, Joel Osteen, and it's your job to call him out. Well, it's probably not <laughs> because you probably don't even know him. Yeah. And uh, you ranting about it on TikTok might not help. It might. It might make people aware. 
Yeah. But on the other side, it might not do anything. So that's why you should pray. You yeah. should pray about the guidance and don't just go out on a whim. Because what do people do when they get angry? They react fast, right? Yeah. It's just a swift, like you don't even think. And they take it into their own hands. And so anytime you're doing something where you're not thinking, you're probably going to make a bad decision. Like that verse says, slow to speak, slow to get angry, quick to listen, mm-hmm. right? This is means you're taking pause. So it is really hard to get angry when you're pausing and praying. Mm. And so that's that's what I think about that. Well, I don't think that could be any <laughs> any better said than that. I mean, that's that's a good thing. I, I I think that's something that a lot of people need to hear, man. Like I think as hum like as humans, and because God has created such a intellectually, you know, like advanced. In, in his own are they uh, yeah i say that with you know but like because we are not just ch- like you know chimps walking around mm-hmm. scratching our butts and yeah. like we actually have discernment and we actually have like are able to like we're creating god's image we're able to uh hear from god from his word i think sometimes we like to take things into our own hands and um yeah and we don't take out the speck out of the brother's eye with the big giant log in our own eye. yeah and i think this is a something that we've experienced before talking amongst friends and and family and 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 people on the internet that don't want to hear what we have to say that this is something that you might want to take uh write down and take to heart and like really apply what God's word is saying to you and le- and leave it in God's hand because at the end of the day, God's sovereign plan will be fulfilled and there's nothing where like he uses what we've said before when we were talking about Jacob and Esau and, and Abraham and Isaac is that he uses messy people to still fulfill his plan. Right. So. Yeah. Every, every person that God used throughout the Bible, none of them were perfect. They were all really jacked up. Yeah. And so if anything, you should be able to look at them and be like, you know what? They were jacked up. I'm jacked up too. That's the first thing you have to be honest with yourself. I'm yeah. jacked up too, and God can use me if I if I'll allow Him to. Hundred percent. Um, the next few verses I want to read those and then we'll close up. So it says, so you're offering your gift at the altar, and if you're doing that, and then remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar. Go first, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. So it's saying, hey, you're offering, making offerings to God, and then you're like, whoop. Um, I got some beef with a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, you are to be reconciled. And I'm going to talk about that reconciled. That's in, what I wanted in to just talk a to minute, you about But before too. I get to that, forgiveness. So if, if you're listening to this, uh, I want you to know if there is someone that you have beef with right now, if there's someone that you have a dispute with right now, and you are a Christian, you are to settle this dispute. You are to apologize and love them, pray with them, and get over it. Yeah. We are not called to stew in our own mess of um, filth of being angry at someone or unreconciled. Uh, we see these passages in about forgiveness, and I wanted to read them. So in Matthew six fourteen, Jesus taught, If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Well, that's a pretty stinking good incentive. <laughs> um, here's another verse. Peter asked Jesus, How often is it necessary to forgive? And Jesus, Jesus replied 77 times or 70 times seven. We hear these different translations yeah. of that. And, and this is not, this is not a number that is like, 
Oh, that's the set uh, number right. you have to do. <laughs> all right, I've done it 70 times, 490 times, and now I'm done. No, that's not what it's saying. Jesus is saying you keep forgiving because guess what, buddy? You've been forgiven. Yep. And, and, and you've been forgiven way more than 70 oh, times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm up to 35 years. I don't even know how many times I've been forgiven. Yeah. Not only by Christ, but by other people. Yeah. I've wronged other I've wronged people and they've forgiven me. But if you had this situation, you are to forgive, make it right. Hundred percent. Also, just so the listener is aware, I we love you. We are not saying go be best friends with this person right. again. We're not saying if it's a if it was an unhealthy or toxic, you still need to forgive them. You still either need to pray with them or pray for them. Yeah. You need to let you need to leave that at the altar. There is a such thing as a healthy boundary. Yes, there's a healthy boundary and it's okay to part ways. Yeah. Like it's okay to um like like uh, one of the most uh uh prominent, pro- prominent yeah. examples is Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas were apostles doing missionary work. Paul and Barnabas got into a disagreement. You can look into it Acts. And what do they do? They just split ways. Yeah. They came to it. They could not. They probably, you know, you, we only got so much of what the writer's saying. Yeah, but, but we don't. We don't see anger from it. We just see disagreement. We just see disagreement. And you could read into it. You can do whatever. But at the end of the day, they just decided, hey, let's part ways. And they still were saved by Christ firm believers, changed by the Holy Spirit, yeah. and we're able to part with. So just know that, yes, you, you need to have forgiveness for that person, but also I'm saying to you that it's okay to have healthy boundaries Yeah, as just well. because someone's a believer doesn't mean you have to be best friends. Yes. Because if that was the case, I'd have to be best friends with a lot of people. <laughs> you yes. know? And I don't want to have that many friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, so I wanted to hit this because I know that this is important to you. It's important to me. Of it says, first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. So, uh, before before you are making your offering to God, reconcile. So I think about that forgiveness. Why is reconciliation so important? Well, it's modeled to us by God. Yeah, God has reconciled Himself to us, not by any works that we did. That like that's the good news. Jesus paved the way for us through His death and resurrection that we would be able to be reconciled to a holy God. We're over here. We suck. We're sinful. Like, yeah. we're terrible. And God is gracious and holy. Say, even though you are, you know, a wretch in your sin, I love you, and I want to be reconciled to you. And Jesus is that bridge that does that, right? Um, so we're talking about reconciliation. God has reconciled us, yeah. and we follow that example of reconciliation by being reconciled to those around us who we've been in. The, and, the, and, and the thing also is, is that the world's not going to tell you to do that. Like no. the world is going to tell you the complete opposite. Actually like, get them, you know? get them, <laughs> like get them back or bump them. You don't do, do what's best for you. Screw you, do you boo. Yeah. Like it's always this like cutting people off. And so what it's turned into is I've, I've seen so many relationships broken up over the smallest things and so you as a believer, if you are in a situation like that and you go, hey, I totally understand. Like we had this. I, I had my part in it. You had your heart, your part into it. I just want to let you know, like, I forgive you and I apologize to you. And I like I'm asking, for you know, for your forgiveness. Like I want to leave that there. And like 
that's taboo. Mm -hmm. That's not what the world is going to tell you to do. Yeah. And so, which is what makes you separate, which makes there you it is. the black sheep, which make sets you apart from the culture because you're doing something that God's called you to do, not something that culture is doing. Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about these different topics, a lot of people will be like, oh, well, you know, being separate from the culture just means some of these hot take political things. No, no we're talking about like forgiving somebody that's done you wrong. What, one of the biggest videos that you'll see blow up on the internet is when someone forgives someone else that everyone else says they should not. So um, there was this guy, he killed um, someone's uh, family, or this woman was drunk driving. She killed this guy's family, and they were in the court, and like he went and hugged the woman of uh, that had killed his brother. Yeah. And everybody's like, wow, I cannot believe <laughs> that, is insanity. that it, this man hugs the person that killed his brother. It's, it's, it's in, puts you in shock. And that speaks to your humanity because, like, even we're like, wow, that's yeah. powerful. And that's yeah. so insane. Like, I don't know. Like, that's a lot, man. And it's because, like, that is your flesh, like, is uh, instinct is to be like, no, for, like, forgiveness is so taboo to us. So, I couldn't imagine that. Like in in that just that alone, what did it do? It spoke. A lot of people were probably like, "Oh man, like terrible." I would never do that in my life. But it spoke to so many people, whether that man's a believer or not. Just the fact. But of, then a lot of times they do step forward and say, "I did this because of Jesus Christ." Yeah. And then what an awesome witness is that? Yeah. Amazing. And it's an amazing situation. Not it is is definitely accompanied by heartache. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that. We're not saying that. Forgiveness is easy. Um, no, it's not. It wasn't easy for Jesus to die on a cross for us. True. Right? So we do hard things, um, but they're good things. I always say that a lot of good things are very difficult. Um, and so we stop right now. Who are you thinking about that you have not reconciled with? Because there's a good chance that as we talk about who are you mad at right now, Yeah. who has made you angry and you haven't told them? Who is that person that you need to set your relationship straight right now? Because I guarantee you, someone listening right now, I'm talking to you. Hear me. Go be reconciled. God has been reconciled to you. The least you can do is reconcile yourself to a brother or sister who may have done you wrong. Yeah. And don't and don't listen, like look at us and be like, oh, well, Wes and Connor on the 99 Black Podcast told me, I should uh, forgive you. So, no, like, right now... Connor's going to apologize to me when this episode... (laughs) (laughs) But, like, no, you should give it... You should ask God how to navigate that, how to have that conversation. Like, you need to pray and be like, Lord, like, help me find the way to... In my heart to have forgiveness for this person. Like, um, and that's... Like, we're telling you what the Word says, and we know that that is what you need to do, but, like... Don't do it because we told you. Do it mm-hmm. because you have prayed to God, the creator, and, and and asked him, hey, I need help. And only you are able to yeah. um, change my heart to even make this possible. So. Yeah, that's good. So that's been uh, Jesus' own words. I mean, great day. How much better can you get than Jesus' words on Absolutely. what to do? So don't be angry. Uh, we love you. We want you to be reconciled. We want you to be made right with God. Don't get stuck on what everybody else is doing. If they're stuck in sin, if you love them, tell them in a loving way. Uh, Cause that, you know, what do you say? You catch more flies with honey than vinegar. I don't, mm-hmm. 
I don't. I'm not good. No, that's a hundred percent what it is. Good. I'm not normally good <laughs> with it. old things. But uh, so, but you know, be the light of Christ. Be the light of Christ out there. Be salty and lit. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, thanks so much, guys, for listening. That was really a uh, really good passage there to reflect on. If you if you've liked the podcast so far, drop us a review. A uh, few more people have done that. Thank you so much. Um, also follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. Go and comment. If you comment and like and share, that helps us out a bunch um, because Jesus loves this podcast, and we want everyone else to love it too. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode.